It was a tough weekend for the Islanders. They lost to Buffalo on Saturday and Carolina on Sunday. But there was some good news down on the farm, including Aturate's debut with Bridgeport. And Alumni Weekend was a big success. All that and more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us here today and talk a little Islanders hockey. Thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. We have got a lot to talk about on today's show, but before we get to the weekend's action, both on Long Island and in Bridgeport, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to send us an email. The email address is lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So join me for some instant insight and analysis, and it's always great to interact with fans, both during games and really any time. So feel free to contact me either by email or by Twitter, whatever works best for you. And uh, look, only uh, three games left on the schedule now, two of them against the Washington Capitals, one against the defending, well, two-time defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning. So that's what lies ahead. And then, uh, unfortunately, what is going to be a longer than we would have liked off-season for the Islanders, but don't worry, we've got you covered throughout the off-season. We will give you analysis of every player who played for the Islanders this year, what their season was like, where they're fitting in, and if at all, in the future. Uh, talk about the draft, free agency, uh, any potential trade rumors. We are going to cover this off-season for you here on Lockdown Islanders from top to bottom, and again, we have new shows breaking every Monday through Friday uh, until further notice. So make sure you stay with us for the best off-season coverage possible and, of course, for the last three games as well. Islanders 
losing 5-2 to two to the Carolina Hurricane on Sunday, losing to Buffalo on Saturday. Better effort on Sunday, but I think the common denominator between these two games, more than anything, is that this is a tired New York Islanders team. And look, the Islanders, because of COVID and the number of games that were postponed and had to be made up, they had more games down the stretch than any other team in the NHL. And I think, you know, they they had a little run. They put together a nice time in, in January, February into March where they were gaining ground. They went from eighth place to all the way to fifth in the division. But once it stalled out and they realized they weren't going to make the playoffs, I think the fatigue factor of playing three games in four nights, five games in seven nights or eight nights, and doing that realistically, certainly since the Olympic break, maybe even more you know, earlier than that, really took its toll. And when your hockey team is tired, when there is fatigue, you have got a real problem in that you're step slow, you're chasing the puck, you don't possess the puck as much, and that will lead you to take, realistically, some lazy penalties. And you don't want to do that. So... You take the lazy penalties, that gives the other team power play chances, and you have trouble clearing the zone. The one common denominator that we saw in the two games that is very un-Islanders-like is the number of defensive breakdowns that this team had, where the other team just absolutely had every chance to go into the Islander zone with speed, go into the Islander zone and get rebounds, uh, have a lot of time and space to shoot the puck, even when it wasn't a power play. It almost seemed like a power play for the Sabres and the Hurricanes because the Islanders just weren't covering. And, you know, I look back at some of the goals uh, Sunday, Noah Dobson. Uh, made some bad plays. He was a minus four. Zdeno Chara was a minus two. Uh, but no one was immune as far as the way they played defense, where, uh, you know, both defensemen, Dobson and Chara, on one play, neither one of them stayed in front of the net. That is a recipe for disaster, and the result was Max Domi got what proved to be the game-winning goal a little more than five and a half minutes into the third period because... He was just all alone. And overall, two power play goals against, two empty net goals against. It was a close game. And the Islanders, after falling behind early, managed to tie it 2-2. They showed a little moxie. They showed a little, uh, you know, a, a little spirit. But they couldn't continue it through the third period. And the result is the loss. And again, Nelson, Bailey, and Lee as a line, all minus three in this game. Barzal, minus two. Palmieri, minus two. Chara, minus two. Uh, unfortunately, the guys who the Islanders are sort of counting on to 
produce offensively, really not getting the job done, and that's disappointing. Look, Lee, minus three, no shots on goal. Uh, that's not going to get the job done. Palmieri had one shot on goal. Bailey had one shot on goal. Wallstrom had one. You need more from these guys than what you're getting offensively. Now, J.G. Pajot, Anthony Bevilier, they've missed now uh, three games due Bevilier due to an injury. Pajot and a couple of the assistant coaches still in COVID protocol, so waiting to see when and if they come back. Otto Koivula in the lineup, Oliver Wallstrom and Kiefer Bellows in the lineup. And, you know, Bellows had an assist. He played pretty well. But overall, this team just sort of running out of energy. And uh, unfortunately, you want to see more from your team now when the season is over. You, you want to see more effort. And, you know, the, the schedule admittedly tough for the Islanders down the stretch. But uh, I, I want to see... Look, Saturday's game was an embarrassment. Sunday's game, they just kind of ran out of gas, and the defensive breakdowns are very unlike a Barry Trotz coached team. We will discuss more of what happened over the weekend. Uh, we'll have some positive takeaways as well as the good news from down on the farm. All that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, the start of the Major League Baseball season, and look, Stanley Cup playoffs now a week away. You can bet on who's going to win different NHL trophies. You could try to pick that upset. You know division winners, at least one of them loses every year in the first round of the playoffs. You can get some pretty good odds at betonline.net and pick that. Lots of things to bet on this time of year. NFL draft also coming up this week. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So, the Islanders really, <coughs> excuse me, the Islanders really did play down to the competition a bit. And on Saturday, you know, the Sabres are not making the playoffs. That wasn't uh, a good performance where, you know, Buffalo really dictated the pace for most of that game, and that was disappointing. Ilya Sorokin didn't play his best. Varlamov was okay on Sunday. Can't uh, complain about what he did, but one of those goals, for sure, he was too deep in his net, uh, and and the result was a, a goal that probably should not have gone in. One one observation, by the way, Zidane Chara, who had four hits, second on the team behind Sezikis with five. Z's angry these days. You could see he's frustrated. He is not happy about the fact that this team is not going to the playoffs and isn't playing great hockey. So uh, he's getting into a lot of scraps and, and scrapes and sort of sticking up for his teammates. And I give him credit for that. But, you know, he, he is frustrated. Let there be no doubt. Uh, alumni weekend 
this weekend. We talked last week and previewed the Rangers and Islanders alumni getting together on Saturday at the Islanders practice facility near the Coliseum. Uh, Islanders ended up winning that one in a shootout 9-8. to eight. It was exciting, and for everyone who attended, a great experience to, to get up close and talk to some of the Islanders alumni and, and uh, you know, Brian Trottier coaching the Islanders alumni and a lot of the players uh, out there and, and doing their thing, and always great to see them get together and, hey, beating the Rangers alumni in that charity exhibition, just a little sweeter, you know, even among alumni, it's a sweet thing. Uh, the other good news, on uh, Friday, the Islanders clinched a playoff spot. Well, okay, the Bridgeport Islanders clinched a playoff spot. They beat the Springfield Thunderbirds by a score of 4-2. to two. First playoff berth since 2018-2019 for Bridgeport. Hartford and Lehigh Valley both lost Friday. Bridgeport wins. That's it. Uh a 4-2 win. Austin Zarnick with a tie-breaking goal with 5.03 left. And Corey Schneider, 23 saves. That was a big win. And, you know, the other thing is that Aturate making his debut for the Islanders in Bridgeport didn't figure in the scoring in that game. And we'll do more about this in the farm report but he didn't look out of place. He played a solid game, and that's good. Now, other uh, prospect news. The Islanders, over the weekend, and I did tweet this out, but they signed uh, forward William Dufour to a three-year entry-level contract. The 20-year-old has 52 goals and 109 points for the St. John Sea Dogs of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. That beats Jonathan Huberdeau's previous record of 105 points in a season. He has 12 game-winning goals, 17 power play goals, which ties him for the league lead, and is a plus 51, which is third, tied for third in the league. Now, Dufour was a fifth-round pick back in 2020 by the Islanders. He played in the under-17 Junior Hockey Challenge back in 2018. And now he has uh, become professional, will be with the Islanders for the next three years, and that is good news. And look, this Islander team needs scoring. I don't know that Dufour is ready for 2022-2023, probably a year or two more after that before he joins the NHL if he continues his development. But again... Here is a guy in juniors who has been an excellent, excellent goal scorer. And to see him out there, a very, very encouraging sign, uh, to say the least. And, and, and hopefully, uh, this is a guy who the Islanders can really rely on to give them some much-needed goal scoring. Again, a couple of years, two, three years down the road, but... Good to have a fifth-round pick be that explosive in juniors, but here's the key. Being able to score in juniors is one thing. You go up a level when you go to Bridgeport or the AHL. You go up another level when you go to the NHL. The game is faster. You have less time and less space, and the goalies are that much better. So, yeah, scoring 50 goals and 100 points in juniors is encouraging, and it's great. 
it doesn't guarantee that you'll be able to do it in the NHL, but uh, scouts kind of liking uh, what Dufour can do, and hopefully we will see more of what this kid can do in the near future, and that is uh, exciting. As for the game against Buffalo, uh, again, just disappointing. Buffalo carried the tone of that game. They really controlled the way things worked uh, on the ice for most of the game, controlled the tempo, and that's disappointing when you're up against a team that is also not going to make the playoffs. So now the Islanders on the season, 35-34-10. and 10. They still need two points in their last three games to guarantee an NHL 500 season, three points to guarantee a winning season, and worst yet, they have lost five games in a row. That's not the way you want to finish. You Look, you're not making the playoffs. The pressure is off. There should be a little more we have nothing to lose, let's go out there and do something kind of attitude, rather than what we're seeing, which is more of a let's get this over with kind of attitude, and I think that is the most disappointing thing. Uh, so let, let, let's see. Well, thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Gives you nightly recaps of every NHL game without analysis from our local experts, including me, whenever there's an Islander game uh, Sunday through Thursday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts, and it's great if you want to keep up with the end of the regular season and the playoffs from the perspective of our local experts. When we come back, a very popular Islander of the 2000 teens uh, is our Islanders' birthday of the day. We have that and some closing thoughts about the remainder of the schedule all that and more still to come on the locked on islanders podcast today's episode is brought to you by built bar have you tried built bar puffs well if you haven't you're missing out on one of built bars best tasting bars puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow they're fluffy they're marshmallowy they're not just a protein bar they're a treat and like all built bars they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a, a great fan favorite. They have incredible flavors like yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut, marshmallow. I love the banana cream pie. These are so good, they're going to be your new favorite. Look, most Built Bars contain just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, but they pack 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At Built Bar, they're all about that taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Yesterday, Sunday, was the 38th, uh, excuse me, yeah, 38th birthday for former Islanders center Franz Nielsen, nicknamed the Great Dane, born in Herning, Denmark. Islanders drafted him in the third round of the 2002 NHL draft, and after playing in the Swedish Elite League, he made his NHL debut in 2006-2007, 
with the Islanders, stayed with the Isles through the 2015-2016 season, had a pair of 20-goal campaigns, including a career-high 25 goals and 58 points in 2013-2014. Nielsen was one of those guys who could do a little bit of everything. He was good on face-offs, he could kill penalties, he could play point on the power play, uh, he was excellent in shootouts with his patented backhand move, and he was solid defensively. After 2015-2016, he signed with the Detroit Red Wings, spent five seasons there. This year, by the way, he is playing in Germany for the Berlin Polar Bears, where he has 27 points in 33 games. So he's still playing professional hockey in Europe. His last NHL season last year where he had one goal and six points in 29 games with a bad Red Wings team. Uh, Nielsen, for his career, 925 NHL games. He would need one more complete season to get that magic thousand. 167 goals, 473 points, and only 100 and 66 penalty minutes. He played a full 82-game season for the Islanders in 2011-2012, had six penalty minutes, had only eight penalty minutes in 80 games in 2013-2014, add 24 playoff games, four goals, 10 points there, with all of those playoff matchups coming in an Islanders uniform. We're going to look back at one of Franzi's better games with the Isles, a home game on October 25th, 2014, the Nassau Coliseum. The Dallas Stars, the visiting team, Anders Lindback, the goalie for Dallas, Chad Johnson, the goalie for the Islanders. And it was the Islanders getting on the board first, Anders Lee, his first from Thomas Hickey and Brock Nelson at 5'11". That makes it one to nothing Isles, but Dallas answers midway through the period. Vernon Fiddler, his first from Patrick Eves at 13:25, and it's all even 1-1. Islanders then shorthanded. Thomas Hickey in the box for interference, and Nikolai Kuhlman gets a shorthanded unassisted goal, his first at 18:42. Two to one Islanders after the first period. In the second, Brock Nelson makes it three to one Islanders. His fifth from Ryan Strom and Calvin DeHaan at 125. Tyler Sagan answers for Dallas. His sixth from Jason Spezza and Jamie Benn. And then Jason Spezza, a power play goal for him with Casey Sezikis in the box. Alex Goligoski and Tyler Sagan with the assist. That makes it a 3-3 game. And then Dallas takes the lead later in the period. Antoine Roussel, his third from Goligoski and uh, Ryan Garbutt, and suddenly the Islanders trail 4-3. to three. But Lubomir Vizhnovsky, his first from Kyle Oposo and Corey Conacher at 16-20. We go into the third period even at 4-4. Four and four. In the third period, it was the Franz Nielsen show. Nine and a half minutes in, Nielsen, his second of the year, from Kuleman and Mikhail Grabowski, at 9.39, Islanders up by a 5-4 margin. Then, at 15.09, Nielsen, his second of the game, third of the year. Grabowski and Kuhleman with the assist at 15.09. Sean Horkoff answers for Dallas just uh, 22 seconds after the second Nielsen goal. Eric Cole and Colton Savoir with the assist, but... As time expires, Nielsen, an empty net, unassisted goal at 1959. 
Islanders win it 7-5. And for Franz Nielsen, a hat trick in six shots on goal. That did indeed lead the Islanders. Uh, one of two career hat tricks for Franzi. He was a plus two in this game. And uh, uh, all three goals coming in the third period for Franz Nielsen. Nielsen, always a class act, nice to talk to, good with the reporters and with the fans. And uh, I love watching him on shootouts because he always had that patented backhand move where he would get the goalie to commit, they go down, he lifts it up backhand over the sprawling goalie. Uh, boy, the Islanders could use a quality penalty uh, a shootout guy like Franz Nielsen even now. Although he is, of course, no longer an Islander. So, happy belated birthday by one day to Franz Nielsen. He is 38 years old, or was on Sunday, and we wish him all the best. All right, so what's left for the New York Islanders this season? You look at the schedule, three games on tap. They're in Washington tomorrow. We'll have a full preview on tomorrow's show. They'll host Washington on Thursday, and then Friday, host the defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning. That's it. Alumni weekend was great. Uh, all the alumni there, and, you know, Howie Rose, Jiggs McDonald, both in the booth for the broadcast on Sunday afternoon. Uh, and, you know, great to see Brian Trache and Bob Nystrom and, uh, you know, so many of the old Islanders at this uh, event, and, uh, you know, that's what you want to see, that the alumni are being well-represented and respected and get to interact with the fans. Uh, you know, that's the kind of thing you want to see. It wasn't always present over the last decade, decade and a half, and it's great to see ownership and the alumni getting on the same foot. The, you know who wins on that? The alumni and the fans, and that's really what you want to see. So uh, hopefully we get to see more of that in the future. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. Now make your next listen Locked On NHL. We have a, a variety of hosts bringing you the top news from around the league throughout the week, Monday through Friday. I host the Monday show. I co-host the Friday show. So check that out. Locked on NHL, available wherever you get podcasts, and that includes YouTube. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. We will be back tomorrow with a full preview of the first game against the Capitals and a lot more. Have a great day, everyone. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders!